we welcome into the program from the Texas Longhorn Radio Network, Roger Wallace. Roger, good morning. How are you, my friend? Hey, good. What's going on, Tom? Not a whole lot. Okay, so you, you got an offense that's averaging over 500 yards a game, 51 points a game. You got a quarterback that's thrown for 14 touchdowns, yet the sky's falling after a, a loss to TCU. You're exactly right. <laughs> and 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 it kind of uh it, it kind of uh, you know accentuates what happened in Lubbock and the what if you know what if they don't uh pull out that miracle win and then they're sitting here at one and two uh but yeah the the sky's falling because people are wondering what's uh really changed you know because there were a lot of changes in the off season uh here we go they they've yet to get to three and0 since two thousand twelve. Uh, limping into uh, Dallas, and they don't want to hear anything about what how OU's playing going to Dallas because uh, they know what what they're capable of in that game. And every day that Spencer Rattler plays, you can only assume he's going to get better, despite the fact that he struggled. But I mean, Tom, look at the bar that has been set for that kid. <laughs> you talk about going in with, you know, how in the world do you follow the Hertz, Murray, Mayfield trio before you that have all played against Texas here in the last you know, since Sam Ellinger's been here. Do, do you look at this game a, as an elimination game for a run to the championship? I think for OU, believe it or not, don't you? I mean, they're sitting at 0-3 if they lose. Texas is, uh, you know, a little bit better shape. Um, but, my gosh, we don't know what's going to happen when you when you hear that, you know, Baylor's planning to play their game uh, next week and, you know, what's going on in Kansas. So, so who knows? But, yeah, I think – I think the loser is going to – the fan base is going to feel like they're eliminated. I think, you know, the math might say otherwise if, if Texas loses. But but it, it kind of feels like that, sure. It looks like they've addressed their uh, – you know, they're, they're, they look more comfortable offensively under a new offensive coordinator. But bringing Ash in there defensively, do, do you get the feel that Texas is – is starting to schematically understand what he's looking for, and and I ask that because watch watching Doug and jog into the end zone right there for the winning touchdown makes me wonder: are, are they are they having bust defensively, or is it just an issue that they're trying to communicate and get used to his defense? Well, I, I think there most people are hoping that was a bust because if you look at it from the end zone camera, uh, it was a pretty simple uh, call by Doug and. Uh, to call that that run because there was nobody in the middle of the field whatsoever, and and you know they they blocked what they needed to. Uh, you know he thinks that they've gotten better tackling uh, since the Tech game. Uh, thinks that was uh, something they did a little bit better. Uh, you look at their their run defense, and you know now they're up to 126. So it's you know teams are having more success on the ground. Uh, but Saturday is such a, a different animal with this Oklahoma offense. Uh, they think they're really thin at linebacker. That's going to be a, a, a big issue tomorrow, I think, with uh, Delia Dayway is back out. They thought he could go. Uh, so they're really thin at linebacker. Mitchell got kicked out of the game for targeting. The only good news for that, it was a first half, not second, so he'll be back. Uh, but, yeah, defensively, uh, this will be interesting to see. You know, this will be the third time around against a, a team that likes to go fast. So if they haven't you know, kind of buttoned it up by now, then uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Why do you think Texas has struggled to develop talent over the past decade? <laughs> that's, that's a million-dollar question. Uh, 
you look at the recruiting and then you look at what happens and they have their, you know, they certainly have their share of NFL players lately. That's been a little bit better. Uh, but you're right. It's uh, uh, you look at that um, running back position and, you know, B. John Robinson was one of the most highly rated uh, backs in the nation coming out. And then you look at Deuce Vaughn at Kansas state who didn't get a sniff from a school in Texas. I know Bijan got banged up, but even at the start, I mean, Deuce Vaughn right out of the gates was electric for Kansas State. So that's just one example. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not that smart to to see practice every day and and see what what's going on. But it's certainly an issue, and it's it's also an issue because you know if you hear every coach the week of the Texas game, they they put that thought in everyone's head. Well, Texas got all the talent, uh, you know, in the world. They they get who they want. So they kind of lay that groundwork. To, to set Texas up and and certainly the the perception as well. So, but I'm not sure what what the uh, common denominator is because we've had uh, different coaches come through there, and uh, you know since since 2011 it has just been an absolute or 2010 it's been an absolute struggle. Talking with uh, Roger Wallace from the Texas Longhorn Radio Network, the Horns and Oklahoma coming up tomorrow. And, and Roger, it's going to be a different day for a lot of reasons. But the, the one cool thing about this game has always been the pageantry of this game. So what, what are you anticipating tomorrow when it, when it just the feel of the football game? Uh, Tom, that is going to be so strange. And it will start from, you know, the entrance into the Cotton Bowl where the buses will pull mm-hmm. up. And usually uh, it's – five, ten people deep around these barricades uh, greeting their team and then in a different way greeting <laughs> the opposition, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's that's not going to happen. You know, they're going to allow 25%. Each each school gets 12.5%. So my math says about 24,000, so 12,000 tickets uh, for each school. Uh, but they're going to be, you know, it's going to be come in, come, out, come in and, and leave because there's no state fair. Uh, so there's no reason to, to linger. And then when they, you know, they run out, that's one of the great scenes in college football with the, you know, half and half. It'll just be a miniature version. But I don't know. I think it'll be loud because it's one of the games where someone's always happy and someone's always anxious. So I think it's still going to be loud, even though it's going to be a quarter full. But it's going to be weird um, to see that place, that particular game, uh, look like it will tomorrow. What's the current status of Jordan Jordan Whittington, and do you think he'll see any action this weekend? Yeah, I think they're expecting him to go. I think they're more concerned about uh, Josh Moore and uh, Roshan Johnson mm-hmm. and still B. John Robinson. They thought was cleared, but you know how that goes. He didn't see a snap last week. Uh, so, man, if they if they if they're down Roshan Johnson and B. John Robinson, uh, then things get really interesting in that running back room. Uh, but but Moore is banged up with a knee. Uh, I think they'll get Whittington back, so it might be a, a swap there. But uh, you know, like everybody, they've been hit. They've been hit with the injuries, and, and you know, Sam Ellinger needs needs all his weapons because no one's really emerged. Uh, you know, Brendan Eagles is the home run guy. I mean, he's got five catches and three are for touchdowns. Uh, we saw that you know Jake Smith is kind of the safety blanket, but you know he had a huge drop in that game Saturday. Uh, when, when he, he may have gone for a score when they were down. So, uh, you know, they, they need all their weapons. They need to figure out, you know, who the guys are as well. And then when you say figure out who the guys are, when you think about Keontae Ingram coming out of Carthage and you see what he did his freshman year, 
we, you know, earlier Garrett asked the question about developing players and, you know, I, I don't see that young man specifically growing the, the way he should grow. What, what is the thought down there about Keontae and, and, and maybe his, the, the lack of progress that he's had? Yeah, and, and the numbers say, you know, I mean, averaging five and a half yards a carry, uh, he's a good receiver out of the backfield. I think part of it is, you know, his, his big moments, unfortunately for him, have been glaring mistakes when you think of LSU. Uh, in the drop fourth down catch in the end zone, and then obviously Saturday. But, you know, think about the, the play he made. Not the, not the long run. He was wide open, and I get it. He didn't, uh, you know, he didn't outrun anybody. But then he, he goes 16 hard yards down to the one-yard line, and then, you know, the next play. Uh, had his moments. He's not, you know, he's not, a, he's not a burner. He's not a breakaway guy, so he doesn't make those spectacular plays. But, but you're right. He's uh, – Right now, all, all you would say is probably, you know, a solid career here now three games into his junior season. Hey, Roger, we appreciate it. We, uh, we know you're busy. Uh, look forward to the call tomorrow over on our sister station, 104.9 Bob FM. It is Texas and Oklahoma. And uh, have fun tomorrow. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Talk to you soon. Roger Wallace from the uh, Texas Longhorn Radio Network.